Hi, my name's Monique. And my name's Laddie. And welcome to Generations Unplugged, the father-daughter exchange. This is a podcast where we talk all things relationship, travel, health, education, careers, and life in general through the lens of a father and daughter from two different generations. Join us as we take you all along our journey with regular episodes that hopefully you'll enjoy. Hey Mon, how you doing? Good. I can't believe this is episode number two. It most certainly is episode number two. <laughs> it's taken a while to get here. <laughs> it has, it has. Whoever said that making podcasts is really easy? I know, I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, this episode, let's talk about, you know, our travels together, our experiences and the lessons that we've learned along the way as father and daughter. Yeah. And obviously, like, loads of people know us from Race Across the World. And I feel like lots of people saw our journey on that. So it'd only be right to talk about our journey on the race as well as our traveling stories and journeys outside of that because I feel like we haven't actually traveled a lot together no we have holidayed together yeah but we haven't traveled together. yeah 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 but then even that I feel like I remember more of my holidays as an adult I don't remember my ch- I don't remember my childhood holidays that much I remember from like I don't even know Oh, come on, there are loads of things that I could talk to about when you was a child, as a teenager, and even as eh, almost an adult, almost an adult. Because we've, have we actually been on holiday together as adults? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have, we have. We went to Greece. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we went, we we went, went to, to Greece. Greece. So, I mean, it wasn't our holiday, it was for, uh, in, not engagement. Um, Renewing of vows. Yeah, a wedding renewal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still a... It was an adult thing. It was a holiday, yeah, yeah. It was an adult holiday. But yeah, we haven't actually travelled together. No, but we've done lots of things on that holiday. We actually travelled around different parts of Greece, definitely. Yes, we went jet skiing, don't you remember? Oh, yeah, we went jet skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a a holiday thing, Yeah. That's not a travel thing. Yeah. What we travelled with, we saw some ruins, like rocks. Oh, yeah. In that temple. Oh and we went gosh. to the amphitheatre as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. So we've actually got lots to talk about. Yeah, okay. um, when, I, when I rejig my memory, I'm like, oh, yeah, we've actually got lots to talk about. Like, I forget. Because I've been on so many holidays. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I actually forget which one, so I need to rejig my memory sometimes. Yeah, this is going to be a good episode. All right, so where should we start? Uh, let's start... The race, maybe? Okay, let's talk about the race a bit. Because then. I feel like we always discuss on other people's podcasts why we joined the race and why we did But we haven't actually spoken to our people who follow us about why we've done the race. So, yeah, yeah why, why did we do the race, Dad? Well, it wasn't why did we do the race. You you made the application and you kind of like got me to do the race. And yeah. I just indulged you as I normally do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thinking that there's no way on this earth are we ever going to get picked through the thousands of people that apply. And we knew the numbers of who applied for this particular series. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's only once we'd done it, though, that I found out. When we actually applied, I didn't know how many people applied. Or And remember, we didn't actually hear back for ages. No, because it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it was pre-COVID. Oh, no, no, it was during COVID. We applied during COVID because it was lockdown. Okay. I remember we was sat in the garden and we applied. Oh, no, no we didn't. No, it was before that. It was before yeah. that. Yeah, because COVID happened, which is why they delayed, I guess, 
the series. Yeah, exactly. Mental. Wow, it's been ages then. It has been ages, but it was your harebrained idea to do this. Yeah, and I just thought it's similar to what you just said, how we actually haven't travelled together as adults, and I've never actually travelled. I've never done the whole backpacking. That's not, Nor have I. That's not... Yeah, but maybe, like... Yeah, yeah, no, true. I've never backpacked. I have camped. I've been in caravans. You've been in a caravan. We, st- we stayed in a caravan when... No, we, it, was a, it was a campsite when we went to Spain. We drove to Spain. Yeah, but that wasn't a caravan. It was a chalet. A caravan is what we stayed in on the race. Oh, okay. But I've never stayed well, actually, in a caravan. that was an RV. Well, I've stayed in a caravan. No, we stayed brother. in a caravan when it broke down. That's a camper van. Yeah, that's a caravan. No, <laughs> no, that? that's <laughs> not. That is a no, camper van. No, that is a camper van. That is a VW small No, that's a caravan. V- camper van. What's a caravan? A caravan is bigger and it can be static that you can stay in, yeah, when you go to a caravan site where there's lots of static caravans that are a lot bigger, yeah, or you can have a caravan that you pull behind your car, yeah, or truck, yeah, and you live in it. What we stayed in on the race was a camper van. And for all you VW people and enthusiasts out there, I apologise for my... Uh, oh, oh, my oh, oh, I thought I stayed in a caravan. No. Oh, my gosh. I've been telling people I stayed in a caravan. OK, get it right. Get it oh, right. My you know, get it oh, my right. God. Oh, my God. So we have experiences of those things anyway, yeah. Yeah, all from the race. And I think, like you said, my main... I think my main thing for us applying or wanting to do the race is because A, it was a challenge. We're both really sporty. I think we're both competitive. So I thought, well, yeah, we've got that element down to a T. But then also, we haven't travelled together as adults. We don't really spend much time together as adults. So I think it would... Well, it was a good chance to rediscover that relationship as an adult father and daughter in a travelling high... high um, what's the word? Like high... Hybrid. Hybrid? What's hybrid? A mixture of two. No, that's not what I meant, but I okay. guess that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, like a high, like a tense environment, and you get to travel and see the world, and I, I enjoy travelling. So. Uh, okay, so for me, the, the motivation to actually doing this with you is that, yeah, I did want to spend that, you know, quality time with you. <laughs> it may not have been quality, didn't know that, but to spend that time with you to um, impart my wisdom about me, my worldly views on you, so that you Your can... laddie's life lessons. There you go. <laughs> so that you're able to go out into the world and fend for yourself and not be... Not necessarily naive, but be focused, be understanding, you know, know some little mm. tips and tricks along the way, you know, that you're not going to have to be bringing up the phone, Dad, I need... Dad, I need... Yeah, so... Can I just say, I still do that post-race. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's never going to change. That's <laughs> yeah. never going to change. However, you know, just to equip you with these little things that will help you along your journey in life as an adult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like the race definitely helped with that. I think I got a newfound confidence within myself. Like, I'm quite confident anyway. But I think... I don't know if I'm speaking for myself or quite a few... Um. I don't want to say kids because I'm not a kid. A few... Young adults. Yeah, young adults. But I feel like you... When you've got parents who you know will do anything for you, if they're around, you sort of rely on them even when you know you could do it yourself. Like, for example, I go on holidays with my friends. I go on holiday with my boyfriend and I'm the planner. I'm the... 
I'm the organiser. But then it's almost like when you're in an environment, when you're with someone that you know will do it, you're sort of like, oh, I can't do it. Do you know what I mean? You, I don't know whether you... So in other words, you're suckering me. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because sometimes I feel like, and I noticed this, like, for example, Greece, I was an adult, but it was still like you was dad mode at the airport. Everyone give me your passports. I look after the passports. I look, so I think... You've got this thing. Yeah, but I had to do that as a group. I was, I was the sheep herder. I had to get everybody no, onto, onto, <laughs> like, onto a, a, a coach and no, then off to Dad, wherever. Before then, but it was just me, you and Shireen. There's three of us. Okay. That's what I mean. You, like, as a parent, you've already got that dad mode subconsciously when it's like, well, I can actually do this myself. So I think the race allowed you to see that in me and me to appreciate that I can do stuff without... Do you see what I mean? That balance. Oh, okay. okay. Because I think most parents might automatically just do stuff because they think, oh, I don't know if you think I can't do it, but you're just in dad mode. <laughs> <laughs> dad mode. Dad okay. mode. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So, so dad. Um, do you want to share a bit about your love for travel? If you love travel, what are your experiences with travel? That sort of thing. Yeah, I love to travel. Um, I love exploring new places. I love doing new things in new countries. I like holidaying as well. I like laying on the beach with a cocktail in my hand. I hear it. And soaking in the sun. So I like the both, both of both worlds, best of both worlds. I suppose every time I go away somewhere, I feel really privileged, mm-hmm. you know, extremely privileged because the background that I come from is like, I didn't even expect to travel. I, I mean, my first experience of travel, yeah, was when I was in, in a children's home and I was taken camping to Grange Farm, which... What's that? It's on the central line, literally. <laughs> just Grange, in, Hill. Grange, Grange Hill. Yeah, Grange Hill, Grange, Grange Farm, yeah. <laughs> literally. But to me, that was a million miles away. Yeah, yeah how old was you? I must have been about... Eight. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No, because when you're yeah. little, that's like yeah. When you're little, it's like wow. It's, it's but it literally was. It's not like Grange Hill today. It was pure country, really? proper country. Yeah, who would have who would have thought that Redbridge was country? No, this was country. <laughs> wow, this was really really country. So back there was just fields and everything. Um, yeah. I, I, so my appreciation of that is that, you know, wow, what an adventure I had there. But being taken abroad, um, I camped in France. We, we, when I was in a children's home, we went to northern France and we toured northern France. And that's where we camped and we camped out in all of those places. So for me, you know, anything is a, is a, is a privilege. It's an, it's an adventure just to be, you know, out of home. So would you say that was where your love for travel began or not so much? I don't think my love for travel began there because you're in a group, you're, you're in a big group of different people. Am I getting the culture of the local people in France? No, I wasn't mm. necessarily. However, I was camping in fields. I did steal an ear of corn in a cornfield, you know. <laughs> I sipped wine for the first time ever and it was disgusting. But I didn't get a sense of... I'm immersed in or I'm getting the culture of the people around me. I just knew that we were in France and, you know, we went to St. Etienne and we went to Calais and we went to all of these different places. But I didn't get the sense of that, oh, 
I am now communicating with people who speak a different language with me and everything you else like that. You didn't realise? Or you, you just didn't he speak d- to people? Didn't really speak to people. I guess because you're a kid. Yeah. Actually, no. Well, no, no one was curious about me. I was not necessarily curious about them. The adults were talking. Yeah. I wasn't. So it wasn't, you know, I knew I was not in England. Yeah. But I guess you weren't immersed in the culture. Yeah. So, when, so what is it that you like about travelling? And what, yeah, when did you start to learn that, oh, wow, this is actually cool, immersing yourself in culture? Did you travel more as, like, a teen or... No, like, I when think was it? The, the, the one that really kind of, like, woke me up, <laughs> I got woke, <laughs> yeah, was, was when I went to Jamaica. We was taken to Jamaica. By, would you be taken? Like... Yeah, 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 as, no, not as in, in shackles and, you know, to, you know, no, it was like... Yeah, we went on a trip, on a holiday, with the children home, to Jamaica. No way! Children's had it like that! (laughs) Well, I think there was a lot of planning, there was a lot of arguments as into why we should do that, yeah. Um, And there's there's a long story in that. But, you know, living in a children's home in Hackney, I got taken to Jamaica. You know, we we went to Jamaica as a group. But, you know, it was the first time that you know, um, children who were mainly from culturally and ethnically diverse communities were, were, were not, you know, this is the first time that they've been out in the country, to go to a country which is a predominantly black country, you know. So it's a life-affirming thing, and I think that is where my real sense of travel and adventure had, because I was immersed with inside that culture of, you know, being with inside the Caribbean, being immersed in Jamaican culture. I was proper, as far as I was concerned, I was one of the lads out there. You know, I was running around barefoot, climbing trees, you know, oh everything. I didn't know that, you know. I didn't oh, know. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I knew you went to Jamaica as an adult, but I, I've never even been to Jamaica. And I'm from Jamaica. What? Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I went to Jamaica as a young child. I must have been nine or ten, I think. And that's where your love for a jerk pan began. <laughs> <laughs> it most certainly did. It most certainly did. So we were staying in Kingston in... Halfway tree at Jamaican um, children's home there. That's so, so cool. Yeah, and we were superstars out there. Really? Yeah. Because we were all like English. We were English. We were from a children's home. We was looked after children, and we had come to Jamaica. So I, we had it. We had it royal. I, well, I don't. I don't. But that's sick. That's so cool. I didn't. I mean, not put know it that. this way. I met the Jamaican, um, uh, the, the Governor General in Jamaica at the time. I visited his house. Um, we went around his house that and inside so the grounds. Cool. We went to the Bob Marley studios. Yeah, Tough Gong. We was we was like we were superstars. That's so we were cool. proper superstars out there. Oh, I went wow. up to the Blue Mountains, into the Blue Mountains, and it was cold. Oh my gosh, it was cold. That you is know, so cool. I, it, it was. Yeah, that was for me. That's where my love of travel and immersing yourself in different cultures and different backgrounds. That that was the start of it for me, definitely. I said that's pretty cool because my experience when I first started going on holidays or travelling would have been completely different. I mean, I would have been, what, like two when I first started going on holidays? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, and 
I don't know. I'm not a parent, but personally, I don't know if I'd take my two... Actually, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do in the future, but I don't remember it. I don't, like, I don't... I think my first... Actually, I don't know what my first memory of a holiday was, but it definitely wasn't when I was, like... No, the first two. time you went on holiday... Was it two? Yeah, it was Disneyland. You weren't two at Disneyland. You was older than that. I don't think I was, because Marcus was about four. Marcus was about five, I think. Okay, so I was three then. Yeah, <laughs> I still okay. don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't remember. I remember vividly that, that holiday and bits with inside that holiday. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah my, well, what, my, what I'm saying is my experience was different. I didn't, okay. like... And I, I pretty much went on holidays every year growing up as a child, teenager. So I don't think... I definitely appreciated it, but because it was so often, it wasn't like a... Obviously, as a kid, you're like, wow, yeah, I'm going on holiday. But I didn't, like... It's only as I've got older and I have to pay for my own trip. <laughs> 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 I'm like, ah, <laughs> I wish I appreciated it more. It didn't just stay at the pool. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely have a different love for travel and appreciate travel and going abroad differently as to, I, as to when I did when I was a child. Yeah. And I think my first experience, I guess I went on lots of party holidays. Like, when you're like, I say lots of party holidays. I went to Ibiza, I went to Marbella, I went to Ayanapa. So I'd done, I'd done all that stuff and that was fun, but that's definitely not travelling. And I think I travelled a bit, I went to Iceland. Again, it was a holiday. I'd done the touristy things. So the first time I really travelled was in Bali and I went to different parts in Bali. So I, I didn't backpack or anything like that, but I was with Caleb and we, um, that's my fiancé, but we went to like different parts and I'd done the whole planning it out because he's a guy. Uh, I'm not saying that guys can't plan, but really, no. <laughs> when he's with me though, it's like, I'll just, I'll take lead in that sort of respect. So, so you're bossy and pushy then? No, no, no. But if it was up to him, he would have just done, he would have been happy staying in one place, okay. doing different tourist activities. Whereas okay. I made the, a conscious effort to go to different places in Bali. Okay. Do you see what I mean? And that sounds like, wow, this is really cool. And I think, and that wasn't that long ago. That was only 2019, which is probably the same year we applied for the show. So maybe I got the bug then. And I was like, wow, this is actually really cool when you see different things that aren't just in the travel guide brochure or whatever. So I think, yeah, that's when my love for travel really kicked in. And I really appreciated it a lot more. Mm. Like different food, different cultures. I ate scorpions in Thailand. Like I wouldn't have done that before. <laughs> but like just, yeah, I think I was more thinking once in a lifetime, you're only going to be, you're only ever going to be this young right now. So why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but eating scorpions is a thing, is it? Yeah, street food. Mm. Is it Bali or Thailand? I can't remember. I think I've done it in Thailand. But yeah, okay. street food or like crickets. I hated it. It was horrible. It okay. was horrible. Okay. But I did it. And I think that's like, I think that's the fun with traveling. But it's interesting that you said, obviously you went to Jamaica, that was cool. But you also went to France and you camped. I've been to Bali. I've been to it. So you, you don't need to go to these big extravagant places to find that magic in travel. No. Some people think Jamaica is big and extravagant. No, 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 it is. It is. But I'm just but saying compared it, no. to France. Like, it is France. No, it was, it, that was just like an adventure camping in France. And, exactly. And that. Not that I spoke to anyone, but, you know, um, it was an adventure. And you can still find those pockets of adventure 
close to home. You don't need to go to Jamaica yeah. or Bali. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There are places within inside the UK that you will go to and you will have an adventure, definitely. Mm. You know, there's, you know, going up to the Lake District is an adventure. Um, when, when, I, when I was sailing and I was racing around at different places in the country, adventure every time. Yes, I was sailing. Yes, I was racing. But every, every place was different. It was new. You've done race across the world, but race across the sea, Dad. I think they call that the fastnet race. Or the, uh, <laughs> the, the round the world race, the clipper race or something like that. It's been done. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, but you was in a race and you was on the sea. we done it on land. So you've already done race across <laughs> the world. It wasn't across the world. It was like race across the harbour with inside Torbay in Torquay or something like that. Or race on Bathenswaite, Lake Bathenswaite in the Lake District. Or racing logs in Scotland. So, no, it's not the same. The distance is <laughs> definitely not the same. It's like a pond in, when you put Listen, it in Canada. In comparison to Canada, it's like... It's like a the, puddle. The sink. Yeah, it's like the sink. It's so funny. But that, I didn't realise you were as well-travelled as what you are. I don't know. I didn't... I just... So what did you think then? Do you know what? Sometimes I forget you had a life before me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah. I just don't think about it. And I think your life really started when I came into the world. Uh, nah. <laughs> so I just... I don't... Obviously, it's like me travelling now and telling my kids, oh, yeah, I went here, I went there. They'd be like, oh, my God, wow. Like I just didn't... I don't know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about it. Yes, I have travelled. <laughs> That's I really cool. I have been cool. to different places. That's really cool. And especially, like you said, coming from the background you did. Yeah. You, you know, it's... it's, it's un... maybe, maybe it isn't unusual, but, you know, if you were from the background that I was, there would be a concerted effort by your parents possibly to take you back to your um, country of origin or their country of origin. So if you are Jamaican, your parents or grandparents may have tried to get you back to Jamaica for a holiday or something like that, mm. or if you was from Nigeria, to go to Nigeria and that, you know. So I get that, but to go to other places outside of your country of origins is pretty rare, I would say, from the generation that... I am from, yeah, mm. and, and your and for me it was doubly hard because I wasn't living with parents. I was I was a looked after child. That's pretty cool though that you still got to that is that's so cool. Oh yeah, Jamaica was the, the coolest. Loved it. My affinity to, to Jamaican people. So Mon, we've both travelled and we've both holiday, but I want to know from you, what does it mean for you in order to, to immerse yourself in a new culture or or, or to, to meet new people or to do new things in in a different place i think that it's only when you open yourself to new cultures you learn more you learn new things like eating crickets no, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn anything from that but that was just fun but i feel like if you don't open yourself to exploring new cultures you don't become a well-rounded person and you don't necessarily need to travel to do that because in London, for example, it's so diverse. You've got so many cultures here. But I think when you're actually in a country and you are really immersed in that country's culture or the or way of doing things, I think you learn 
a lot about things that you wouldn't necessarily even appreciate if you just didn't open yourself to doing. I don't know if I've, if I've articulated that well. Oh, you probably have. So I'm, I am asking you then, what's the culture in Ibiza? Ibiza. <laughs> Bifa. <laughs> no, to be, you know what, to be fair, Ibiza Old Town is really nice. So I've done yeah. the whole, like, partying, but there is actually a history to Ibiza. Well, I say history, I don't know. But the Old Town's nice. That's, like, it's more quaint. It's not all raves and, obviously, yeah, there's, like, the strip and then there is that scene. That's what Ibiza is known for. But then when you think about Spain... There's like more history and there's more, you know. And do you know what, actually? I went to Barcelona and I went on a hop on, hop off bus. Oh, uh, brilliant. I learned so much. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was I, so I must admit, cool. Barca is one of the places that I could see myself living in. If same, you, if you same. Get everything, it's but, like yeah. Miami, but in Europe, because you get a beach and a city. I don't know. I... I <laughs> My, my, my travelling experience of Miami wasn't that great, I must admit. So, yeah, maybe not. But, yeah, Barcelona is really nice. But immersing yourself in cultures and getting to know different people. I, I think we're, we're at, well, I speak for myself. I'm poor with language, even though I believe that I can speak Spanish. You don't believe that. You're defo that dad on holiday. <laughs> Could I have a sangria, Paul Favreau? <laughs> I cringe I so like much. And you'll put like a little twang. I'm like, oh my God. Whose dad like does that. that, guys? Is it just mine? I feel like it's a, it's a dad thing. It's it in is the dad rule book. It yeah? is. <laughs> I was very good at Spanish at school. And, mm. and it's, well, but anyway, languages is one of the things in which you get to communicate with people and immerse yourself with inside people's cultures. And we are, well, I certainly am not very good at it. And if there's anything that I'm going to vow is to try and take up a new language, even if it's like, I don't know, doing the bits that you get inside the car and you listen to the tape and you repeat or whatever. I would love to. Do it then. Okay, I'll do do it. it I'll do it. (laughs) Download Duolingo. There you go, I'll do it. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, i obviously done languages at school. I've done it from a really young age. I've done French from year four. Okay, but it didn't really help us in Canada, though, did it? Yes, it did. Really? Yes, it did. When we had to get that transfer from the bus to the next um, train station or coach station where we met all the other teams, if we missed that, we would have been out. When we was in Toronto, okay, so travelling to Quebec, what was I spoke to the taxi driver. Oh, right. And told him about the train. So, yes, it did. It actually came in handy. But, yeah, no, language is, is, is really important. And I think as English people, we are very ignorant. I think, especially when it goes to, comes to going to other people's countries, I'm ignorant. I just assume everyone speaks English. And if they don't, I'm a bit like, eh? Which is totally the wrong... Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's completely wrong, but I think we are spoiled mm, being English. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you, it is just a thing because most other countries learn English, but I think as English people, we don't necessarily take that same. Because we are English and other people will learn to speak English exactly. and communicate that. I mean, it is the universal language of trade. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's funny you say that, because isn't, like, Spanish the most spoken country in the world, though? Well... It's not English. Could it be Mandarin or Cantonese, given the population of China? 
Potentially, but I, I actually think it's Spanish because more, there's more Spanish-speaking countries around the world. I know... So, yeah, I, I, will, I will do well going into the Spanish-speaking countries of the world then. Well, no, because you, ca- you can't speak Spanish, Dad. <laughs> okay, I can get by. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, no, I think, I think yeah, def- languages is definitely important. Cult- other people's cultures are so important. I think, yeah, it makes you a well-rounded person. Imagine you only knew about your own culture. You'd be so narrow-minded. Yeah. But there are people like that in the world, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, yeah, I think if anyone does have the opportunity to travel, or even just step out of your norm, whether that's trying new food, whether it's that's learning a different language, I think can do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you get the opportunity... In an urban environment, maybe not so much, but yeah, certainly those city hopper trips that you do are brilliant. I, any city that I will go to, I will find out one of those things, get on there, and just so go around and find a layer of the land. We yeah. done that. We done that in Quebec. Oh yeah, on our day off, we did it with um all the all all of us. All did of it. us did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an unseen moment on the race where. Um, when we got to our checkpoint, sometimes we'd have the opportunity to do stuff in that area. And one of the things we'd done is went on a hop-on, hop-off tour bus of, of Quebec, and it was really interesting. Oh, brilliant. It was Absolutely so good. Brilliant. Yeah, I yeah, really it. enjoyed that. And we saw everything, and we saw bits of Quebec that we would not necessarily have had the time to go and see on our own, given the limited time. We're still on a race. But it was really good to get on that hop a bus and just go around Quebec City and, and see the different things and learn about new things. Great. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, agreed. And what about travelling as father and daughter? Would, okay. you, would you say that's just as important? Yeah, listen, I, I loved travelling with you. I mean, it, it was... I must admit, it's one of the most highlights of my life to date. Yeah, oh. it was travelling with you. Um, but yeah, if you get the opportunity to travel with your child, um, it's just one of those things that you've got to do, you've got to grasp that because you learn so much about each other along those travels and you experience new things together. And we're experiencing these things together as adults. And it's the different dynamic than, you know, when you are a child and I am the adult, we're both adults with inside this. So yeah, I, I think it's great. And there's lots of teachable moments along the way. Absolutely. Lots of Lally's life lessons. So maybe the life lesson for this episode is that if you ever get the opportunity to be inside a city that you are unfamiliar with, get on one of those hopper tour buses if you can. Absolutely. There you go. Life lesson number two. <laughs> get on a hopper bus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any tips for our listeners for travelling with your children at any age? Wow. Um... Okay, tip number one, yeah, you ought to always engage with them at a level where they have some understanding of what's going on around you. What do you mean by that? Okay, so what I mean by that, if I'm travelling with children under the age of 10, yeah, then there are gonna, their minds are going to be all over the place and they may not necessarily be ready for adult conversations or anything else like that because they're 10. So you're going to have some form of communications and things that 
you are both going to be interested in in some way, shape or form. Whether it's their love of a cartoon or whether it's their love of a, a particular piece of music, whether it's a particular game or book. So just immerse yourself with inside their world for that small section or that small moment, yeah? But equally, with adults and adult children, it's about what brings you together and what brings you both joy and having those type of, like, conversations and dialogue between each other. So it's mutually... Mutually benef- I'm not saying beneficial, but it's, there's an interest between the two of you somewhere along the line. Uh, and I think that's important because... Whilst we were travelling together, there wasn't many moments of silence or anything else like that between us. We were always vibing and talking about things that interest us, things that happened on the day, things that we didn't even like. So there was lots of that communications that were happening. So, and I suppose in this situation when we were travelling across Canada, we didn't have to turn to our mobile phones and speak to our friends and things like that. We were stuck with each other and so it was very important that we communicated with each other and and talk about things that we both enjoyed yeah definitely so I think obviously when you go traveling well a tip that I would have or an idea is maybe to have some time where you say we're not going to go on our phones so whether that be for a day or a couple of hours because that's the only time or you're 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 almost forced <laughs> to speak to the people around you because you're not getting distracted by your phone or any other technology. So I think that that would be a good tip if you're travelling with kids or even your children that are adults, dedicate time to not being on your phones, even if it's for dinner or something. Have that detox moment. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, definitely And important. I feel like you appreciate your time with your loved ones more and create more memories when you haven't got other distractions such as your phone yeah tip number two not all moments are instagrammable moments (laughs) put down the phone live in the moment for yourselves yeah definitely and what about tips for organizing trips because obviously we were lucky we knew we well we didn't know we were going on a show until we we were going going on a show but how do you navigate because even now post show we're saying oh yeah we'd love to travel again but how do you figure out getting that time I think you have to do it in bite-sized chunks unless you're fortunate enough to have the the eight weeks that we had together and and able to afford it number one and to have the latitude of the time and space to do that but bite-sized chunks find the place that really interests you or piques your interest find out what you can do and how you can get to those particular places and then find out what you may be able to do with inside there as well yeah and also find out people's budgets because if you're doing it as a family, yeah. it's different if you're paying for your kids so you know your own budget. But if you're doing it with your adult children, maybe set up a group chat, find out what everyone's budgets are and then figure out what places you can go to taking into consideration everyone's budget because that's a big factor. You don't yeah. want to necessarily travel or go on a holiday and always be, be worried about... Can I afford this? Yeah. Can I spend that? I can't go because of yeah. where other people are going. Yeah, I get that. It's that's that's tough and difficult to negotiate, but yeah. But I think like we both said, experiences aren't just if you throw lots of money at it, you can yeah. still have great experiences without it. Definitely. So I think that comes into compromise as well. 
and being open to doing different things that you didn't initially plan for or didn't initially want to do. Yeah. Compromise, because if that means that everyone can do it, you'll probably have way more fun than doing the expensive trip to... I don't know, the Maldives that you had really hoped for, you know? like you could I still want to visit the Maldives, by the way, but hey. Yeah, yeah, same, same. But yeah, compromise. Okay, so we asked some people to send in some travel stories that they've had, either going on holiday with their parents, friends, um, and I got quite a funny... <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like this person needs a laddie's life lesson, so I'm going to read it out. Please keep me anonymous. So it was my first girls' party holiday abroad, fresh 18. I was going with my girls, however, one of the girls invited another girl who I was very cautious about coming, but I thought, holiday vibes, whatever. Anyway, she made most of the holiday hell. She set rules and boundaries when we were on the plane going there, and I just knew this, was going to be, this wasn't going to be the end of it. She tried to persuade us to stay in on our first night there because we arrived at 9pm. I don't think this girl quite knew what sort of holiday she was on, but it wasn't the vibe. Continuing on, the rules and regulations kept reoccurring, which caused countless arguments on this holiday. A few nights later, two of the girls brought back a couple of boys that we actually knew from back home and went to our school, but were a couple of years older. However, the girl in question went ballistic about bringing strangers back, even though she knew them herself. Long story short, through a massive hissy fit, which turned into a huge argument once again. The following day, she didn't talk to any of us and went to the beach for the majority of the day and came home when we were getting ready for a night out. We attempted to squash the beef, but she wasn't on it, so we continued to get ready and went out that night, only to return to her suitcase gone, not knowing if she'd gone home. After a quick search... We clocked she had definitely gone home as her passport was gone along with all of our boarding passes. When I deep it now, this is crazy. Luckily, we got home safe and sound, but never got our deposits back for the, de- for the villa. She had booked on her card to receive the whole deposit back and kept it. Safe to say my first girl's holiday was a movie. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, do you want a laddie life lesson inside there? <laughs> Choose your friends wisely. My goodness. That is a dub play. That's terrible. That is terrible. I mean, I don't know what to say. Um, what advice can I give there? Okay, uh, so imagine this is me now, fresh 18, going on my first holiday... Something like that happened, or to avoid something like that happen, happening, what, what is the laddie's life lesson, Dad? You are the laddie's life lesson guru. We need advice for future 18-year-olds going on their first girls' okay. holidays. Future 18-year-olds, know your friends, yeah? That is... I mean, come on now. If you knew that this person was some form of crazy, yeah, <laughs> then maybe you should have said before you got to that airport... You know what? I'm squashing this. I'm getting my money back. I feel sick. You know, <laughs> um, you know I've got a funeral to attend. Whatever. But if your gut is telling you that, nah, there is something going to be very dodgy on this, yeah? I will go with my gut every time. Because you've spent your hard-earned cash on this, yeah? yeah? You're going out to have your party vibes, yeah? You want to be safe. You want to be good. And you've got a crazy with you. 
that's just not that's not good. There's something a lot more deeper that would be was going on with that person. To be setting rules and boundary as you got on the plane, okay, girls stick together. Let's not go out and leave each other alone. Yeah, we're gonna party hard or whatever. Great, but we're gonna be safe. I can understand those rules, yeah? But anything else beyond that, we're not going out on the first night, you can't do this, you can't... I mean, I don't know what the boundaries were, but there must have been something there from the off for that person to feel, you know what, I'm not feeling this. Mm. There is something wrong. So choose your friends wisely. And I'm not saying that that was her friend, but... Yeah. Choose who you go with wisely, yeah? Number two... If your gut is telling you something, yeah, and you're not feeling it, then it's better to squash it right from the beginning and just like, you know what, I need to make alternative arrangements. And I also think, for me, because I've been on loads of girls' holidays, but I think know who you're going on holiday with and manage your expectations as to what that holiday is going to be. So I know, for example, when I went to Ayanapa, I was having fun. I knew it was going to be a party holiday, when I go, if I went to Iron Apple with you, Dad, I know it's not going to be the same holiday. So really? <laughs> We're not going to party? Hang on a second. I, mean, I can cut some shapes. Oh my I can God. rave hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay, never say never, but I think manage your expectations. So for that person who wanted to set boundaries, maybe she should have thought, is this the group of girls that I want to be going on holiday with? Because for sure. there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries and stuff. But maybe do that with another group of people that you know are on the same same wavelength of you. This group of girls clearly wanted to go party, have a good time, make new friends, bring people back, etc. You would know that from the off. And if you know that that's not your vibe, don't come. Not everything you're invited to, you need to go to. Very my, true. Do you know what I mean? Very true. I feel like she could have gone to the exact same people with a different group of people at a different time and had a better experience because it seemed like the experience wasn't good for either of the parties. Yeah, but taking the boarding passes. That's crazy. Taking the deposits. That, I would have been fuming. Yeah, I I think that's overstepped the boundaries. There, absolutely, definitely. absolutely. So yeah, it just goes back Small to... claims court, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just duty. Well, what's ours? I don't know what the equivalent, UK equivalent is. But yeah, I think... It just goes back to making sure you know who you're going on holiday with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Manage your expectations and let everyone know what those expectations are from the off. Make those... Before the bookings but, even be made. Do you know what I mean? Do it in the group chat. Don't be trying to set boundaries on the plane because if they, if she'd done that in the group chat, some of the girls could have been like, actually, babe, this is what we want to do. So if those are the boundaries you want to set, then maybe this isn't the holiday for you. Then you could have avoided that massive drama. So I think don't be too fast. Like, don't rush to go on holiday with the girls just because it's a thing to do when you're 18. Look at the situation. Look at the girls that are going. Look at your finances and make a decision because I and Appa, I be far, my bay, my bay up, they're not going anywhere. I think it is really important to travel with your loved ones. And if you have the opportunity, I think you should travel with your parents as adults. Yeah, um, I think it's really important. We're fortunate that we have a brilliant relationship with each other. Um, <laughs> and as I said, there was lots of growth for both of us on our, on our travel across Canada. But yeah, if you get that opportunity to spend the time as adults with your parents or your guardians or the significant people within inside your life, do it. Don't 
think about it, or oh, I can do it tomorrow, or oh, I'll do it next week. Do it now, if you have the ability to do that, because there's so much that you're going to learn from each other uh, and from the people around you, and it's life-affirming memories that you'll have, you know, that will always be with you. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you create memories that you can't even imagine creating, and you end up doing things that you don't plan to do, and that in itself... Is great. <laughs> I lost my train. Of, I lost my train of thought, and I tried to claw it back, but I lost yeah, my train. It of went thought. out, goldfish. <laughs> what can I say? You have been listening to Monique and Laddie on Generations Unplugged, the father-daughter exchange. If you liked what you heard and you want to interact with us, you can on Instagram at generations.unplugged. We look forward to interacting with you and speaking with you next week. That's the outro. 